Thank you so much for tuning into the Reclamation Church podcast. My name is John. I serve as the youth director here at Reclamation Church in Plano, Texas. And I hope this sermon grows your faith. I hope that it encourages you today. And for more information on Reclamation Church, you can visit us at our website, re.church. That being said, let's listen in. Well, good morning, Reclamation Church. How are you guys doing? Hey, can we give it up for Terry real quick? Can we just give it up for him? Terry is uh, unfortunately going to be ending his uh, youth internship coming up. It's been a little bit heartbreaking, um, but also bittersweet. Because when he started, he told he told me that he is not a public speaker, and I said, "I'm going to get you on that stage. I'm going to get you on that stage, Terry." And he goes, "Yeah, whatever, bro." And I said, "No, Terry, you're going on that stage." And so, hey, that that dream is fulfilled. God is still good. God is good. Hey, if Jesus, hey, that's that's the facts right there. Jesus is a waymaker. Because Terry was on stage this morning, and he did a great job, and we're here for it. Um, I'm, I'm John, if you guys haven't met me, um, I've been up here a couple of times, every time more and more people are in this room, um, which means I'm going to get more and more nervous in the beginning of my sermons until inevitably I say a joke. You know, I was the person that told Terry to say the joke, and I gave him a really, really good joke too, but you know, he didn't want to say it, but that's all right, that's all right. So obviously, I'm not Tom Wilson, I'm not that handsome. Um, Tom and our elders are on a retreat right now. They're currently praying over the uh, kind of future of reclamation. Nothing, nothing big, just like what we want our heart posture to be as a church going into this next season. Because, you know, for this um, season that we're kind of, kind of entering out of almost, um, the, the churches in our world had to make a certain decision. Uh, we had to we had to learn to uh, do youth ministry on TikTok or on Zoom. We had to uh, meet in Tom's barn. I'd never even seen Tom's barn, and we probably would have never seen it if we weren't in a pandemic, Lovato. Um, but like the uh, this the season that we were in, in in 2020, it caused us as a church here at Reclamation to rethink some things. And so Tom, God bless him, and God bless the leadership that we have here, decided that he wanted to take the elders on a retreat so that they can pray for our church uh, moving forward. Because, you know, Tom shares uh, me and the staff's heart posture when we're like, hey, yo, we don't want to stay still going into this next season. You know, we want to continue to press forward. We don't want, you know, everyone to come back and for us to be like, oh, okay, like nothing happened. You know, God didn't teach us anything. No, he, we want to keep moving forward. And, and in a a lot of times that has to do with what I'm talking about today, and that's a storm that God puts us in in order to teach us something. And storms are, you know, they're not great. You know, if you hear anybody in a pulpit tell you that storms are great, they're usually trying to sell you a book. By the way, my book is dropping next week if you want to buy it. It's called How Jesus Makes You Money. Find it at any Mardell's or Joann's near you. Um, I'm just joking, but I'm serious. I, I'm joking about that part, the book thing, because I can barely write. Um, but I'm, I'm not joking about that right there, because I'm I'm tired of us as a culture saying um, just giving storms a bad rap, because storms have purpose in them, 
And storms teach us things about ourselves. And in, this, and in my message today, Jesus asked us an important question after a particular storm that I think we should be asking ourselves going into this next season. And hopefully this is the question that the elders and Tom are asking themselves as, they, as they're praying over our church in, on their elders retreat right now. So we're starting this series. It's called Questions for, from Jesus. Um, I'm going to be kicking it off this week. Hopefully I do a good job. Uh, our elder, Mike Bronsky, is going to be taking the reins um, next week. And then Pastor Tom's going to close it out uh, the ne- in week three and week four. But uh, my question today is something I'm going to introduce to you guys at the end. And I feel like it's very important. I feel like it's very vital to us as believers as we are examining our lives and examining the seasons and the storms that we see. Because I don't know if you know this, but storms, storms going to come. It's like Jesus and God did not promise us that storms aren't going to come. They're going to come. Some of us in this room are in a storm right now. Some of us maybe have just left a stormy season. And some of us may be coming into a storm season uh, in the next couple of weeks. So I just got my vaccine. How many of you guys have gotten your vaccine? You guys got microchipped? Amen. I'm microchipped too. Let's go. Um, but I, I, I got my vaccine in Frisco. Uh, honor to my mom because she scheduled that appointment for me. Hey, if your boy's still on her health insurance, like you still got to schedule that appointment. I'm just joking. I'm just kidding. I left my mother and father and joined my wife. We are one. Um, So I got my vaccine and I'm standing in line in Frisco. And usually when I'm in line somewhere as a millennial Gen Zer, I like to watch some TikToks because it's a great time to pass. It's a great way to pass time. They're like a minute. You can watch like four or five of them. Five minutes has gone by. It's beautiful. And usually your friends or your lovely wife sends you like a bunch that are really funny so it passes the time. But for some reason, I didn't want to watch any. I wanted to stay still which is weird for me because I have like ADHD and I never want to stay still. Like even now as I'm teaching, I'm like pacing a little bit. But I, I wanted to stay still and I just felt God in that moment call me to reflect. And so I like stood in line and I picked like a point in the horizon and I just started to reflect. I reflected on the moments leading up to me getting this shot. I reflected on the season that I am, am leaving. And now I'm, I'm not saying that in any shape or form this uh, Panera Bread is over. What I'm saying is that there actually is a horizon coming that we may not have had or seen um, last year. And I began to think all about it. It was crazy. I, it, it's like, it was like a bad headache. I started to think about uh, going in lockdown. I started to think about staying at a friend's house for a couple of weeks because I just wanted to change the scenery. I began to think about all the times I had to make Keurig coffee instead of going to Starbucks because we, Starbucks is closed. I began to think about all the gas I saved and because I didn't get to leave and also gas was so cheap. Like, hey, can we go back to season one, please, where the gas was super cheap? Um, I began to think about all the shows and all the all the books or lack thereof or all the the show the movies I've watched in the past in the past year all the the everything that I've consumed 
just in that whole year, in that season, leading to this point. And it began to dawn on me, like, yo, we've been in here for like a year. <laughs> like, I was like, dang, this is bad when you miss 2019. Like, it's real bad. And I just began to reflect on it. And, and storms have a weight like that to them. It's a weight you don't really see until like the clouds disappear and the sun starts to come forward. It's like when a, like a tornado hits, like you don't really see the damage until the morning and you kind of come out and you assess the damage and you're like, oh my gosh. And storms have a, just a funny way of bringing forth some things that maybe we as believers tend to hide. And I think that's why they have such an important purpose. If you have your Bibles or you have a Bible app or if you don't have either, that's cool. You can Google Mark chapter 4, verse 35 through 41. That's where I'm going to be hanging out. So we started a series in student ministry called In the Midst of the Storm. And I'd asked these kids, like, some questions. And I didn't think we were going to get that deep with them, but these kids got real deep. And I asked them, I said, what is more important, do you feel like, knowing when a storm is going to hit or knowing, knowing what to do when the storm hits? And we got a lot of good answers. One in particular that we got was, it makes sense to know when the storm comes, but you can't do anything about it. Like, you, you can do more knowing what to do when a storm hits than you can just knowing when the storm hits. And I was like, that's pretty deep. <laughs> and I was a middle school girl, and I was like, yo, Gen Z is something different right now. But I, that she's so, like, she was right, though. Like, you know, we know when it's going to rain. Pete Del God bless Pete Delkis. He tells us every week, right? Channel 8. Pete Delkis tells us every single time. That doesn't mean we're prepared for the storm. We knew there was going to snow like a month or two ago. We weren't prepared for that snowstorm. You know what I mean? There's, you, can be, you can know when a storm is going to hit, but that doesn't mean that you're going to be prepared. You see, that in part is the whole thing with the gospel. Jesus is more about application than he is about information. And so when Jesus asks us questions, he wants, us to, he wants to trigger the answer and not just give us information. See, in the Eastern, Eastern cultures, they don't actually teach the way we teach. Um, not to make waves, no pun intended, but that's not, that's not how they teach. They actually teach where they um, search for, it's, it's how the Bible is written, where they, you search for the answer in the scripture. Whereas us in Western culture, we teach where we give the answer, then we give examples to how the answer is. But and that that's really great. It teaches us it teaches us how to get information. It's the, it's one of the fastest ways to re, to retain information. But application wise, it doesn't really hold up. Good example: Can somebody give me an equation from sophomore geometry? No, of course not. But you can give me the application of a scripture and how you've seen it in your life. Those moments where you're in a ho in a hospital bed and you have this Bible verse that you've been leaning on because it's a Bible verse from your childhood that's in your testimony. See, that's the difference between information and application. Ooh, love it. So I'm going to be in Mark chapter 4, 
gave you some time to get there. Verse 35, it says this, that day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There was also a boat with him. A furious squail came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Now, I could spend all morning on just those three sentences because there's no transition. So like there's no prior verse in verse 36 about a storm. And then in 37, there is a storm like randomly. And I think for a lot of us, that is how our life goes. You know, you are riding high, life is so good, but then you have one of those very bad, no good, terrible days where maybe you get a speeding ticket, get yelled at by your boss, maybe you get into a fight with your husband or wife, and your kids are acting a fool, and you're just like, what the heck? And it's just like one of those days, right? Verse 38, Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? Don't you care? How many of us find ourselves saying that? But not in the good times, right? Only in the, only in the bad seasons. God, don't you care? God, come on. I go to church on Sundays. We're in a pandemic, Lovato. They're, they're temperature checking us, and I still show up. God, I'm praising you. Don't you care? God, I love my partner. I love my wife. But like, come on, God, don't you care? God, I serve you faithfully. I serve in the student ministry. I serve in the kids' ministry. I serve on the macaroni committee at church. Like, don't you care? Verse 39, he got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the, the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Now, again, I don't want to make any waves here, but some of us here today, we've been focusing on the state of the ship rather than the person that is on the ship with us. Some of us have been focusing too much on the solid ground that we've been standing on when God's like, no, 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 no. The reason I put you in this storm is because I need you to understand something. The reason you're going through this right now is because I need you to shift your focus to me because if things were good, you wouldn't put your focus to me. This is why the Bible says it is hard for a rich man to get to heaven. See, storms have purpose. Let's look at another one. Because some of us here today aren't just going through one storm. You know, some of our brothers and sisters here at Reclamation, they're going through a storm and a hurricane. You know, you could be having a storm in one part of your life, i.e. work, maybe your friends, but you could be going through a hurricane spiritually. You could be going through a hurricane in your marriage you could be going through a hurricane in other, like your job, your work, your car. How many of us, our cars like to put the engine light on just when we just paid something off? I know that's right. As soon as I paid something off, I got a nail in my tire. I was like, come on. God, don't you care? Exactly. Those moments that we find ourselves in. You don't have to turn here, but you can if you are awesome like me. It's, I'm going to be in Acts chapter 27, verse 13 through 14. And it says this, when a gentle south wind began to blow, they saw their opportunity. So they weighed anchor and sailed along the shore of Crete. 
Before very long, a wind of hurricane force called the Northeaster swept down from the island. The ship was caught by the storm and could not head into the wind, so we gave way to it and we were driven along. Does that sound familiar? Let's jump to verse 20. When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and the storm continued raging, we finally gave up all hope of being saved. We finally gave up all hope. Don't you care? We finally gave up all hope. Don't you care? Guys, don't, doesn't this seem like the time where God is the most silent? in that storm it the winds are raging the storm is howling it's raining everywhere the waves are huge boat is rocking we finally gave up all hope don't you care i just lost somebody in my family don't you care i just lost my job don't you care my wife and I, my, part, my, my husband and I are fighting again. The same thing. Don't you care? I've given up all hope. My job is letting some people go. Don't you care? I'm giving up all hope. My kids are crazy. I'm giving up all hope. My friends don't call me. Or maybe you lost somebody in this. God, don't, don't you care? I asked myself that same question when I lost a very special person in my life a couple years, a long time ago, not a couple years. Um, and I, I remember sitting in my room asking myself that same question, doubting if God even cared. And it wasn't until I met somebody that was going through the same thing that I understood why God put me through that storm. It was so that I could share intimately what my spirit, what my heart, what my mind was going through in that moment so I can speak life into that person. You see, storms do two things. They reveal, number one, they reveal our character. They reveal where our hope is in. Where is your hope tied in? Is your hope in politicians? Because they're going to let you down. Is your hope in your job? Because they can let you go. Is your hope in your friends? Because they're going to let you down. Is your hope in your family? Because you're going to have to leave them one day. Is your hope in your money, in security? Because that's not going to go with you one day. Is your hope in your car? Because that's going to break down. Heck, I would even say, is your hope in your church? because your church is going to burn you one day. Where is your hope? Storms reveal where your hope is. And number two, they remind. They remind us not where our hope should be in, but who it should be in. I'm going to leave you with verse, a verse from Acts 27, chapter 22. This is Paul after the hurricane hits. This is Paul after the ship's been broken. 
This is Paul after they have put everything down and that ship is just pieces and people are trying to float on pieces and this is what he says. But now I urge you to keep your courage because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. Ladies and gentlemen, last week we celebrated the death and resurrection of that ship. We know the ending. Spoiler alert. My God is still victorious. My Jesus still saves. And what the enemy has meant for harm, my God uses for good. Brothers and sisters here, guys, we know what happens in the end. We're victorious. This is why in James it says, count it all as joy. Count it all good. Your trials, your tribulations, count it all good because at the end of it, you're going to come out stronger. You know, one of the first things my wife said to me when we were going to the gym and working out was, I was like, you know, I don't kind of want to work out. I don't know if I'm going to go hard today in the gym because I don't want to get sore. And Erica was like, how do you expect to get strong if you're not going to get sore? And so I want to share with you guys, how do we expect to be strong believers if we're not going to get sore? How do we expect to be mature Christians if we don't go through those storms? Your storm has purpose. Your pain has purpose. And God's not punishing you. He's trying to strengthen you into the believer that you are, that he sees you to be. My wife is doing this wonderful project for her science her, she's, a, she's a science, high school science teacher. She's way smarter than me. Um, she's doing this project with tree cookies. It's just like a tree stump. It's like yay thick. And what's interesting about these tree cookies is that you can see the entire like, scope of that tree's life when you cut it down. See, each ring tells a story of that year that it grew. Um, but there's also like little dark, dark spots, little scratches within the tree stump that you can see what happened in that life. And so she was reading it to me because she's a genius. And she was reading, she read it like this. She said, this tree had a really hard life growing up. Like you can tell right here that it had a really hard life. Like it really had a really hard upbringing. But then when it, once it got older, you can see in these four four rings that it really progressed in these four years so it got stronger it got bigger but then you can see that right around there there was an insect infestation and you can tell that it still was growing but it was kind of growing around that insect infestation and then she was like and then towards the end of its life it got another insect infestation and it was like in a bad place and I'm pretty sure that's ultimately what it got it but I feel like in our lives and in our hearts this is how God sees us he sees the storms, he sees the tribulations, he sees the pain, he sees the things we're going to go to go through, and yet he still says, I love you, and he still says, I'm with you, and he still says, I'm for you. Storms remind, storms reveal. And so at the end of this story, Jesus asks one simple question. He asks us, why are you so afraid? Not because he's trying to be mean, but I think Jesus in these moments, in this last question that he asks them, he's merely asking them to reflect. Why are we afraid? Why, why are we? There's nothing wrong with being scared, obviously. Like, if you're going through a storm right now and you're scared, that's totally okay. 
But I think Jesus is asking, why are you afraid? Because he knows that maybe in some ways we're focusing just on the ship and not on the person within the ship with us. Let's pray together. Thank you again for tuning in to the Reclamation Church podcast. For more information on Reclamation Church, you can visit our website, re.church, or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. It's re.churchplano. We look forward to seeing you on Sundays at 10.30 a.m., or you can just come back here on Mondays for our sermon episodes. And on Thursdays, we have our discussions podcast where me and the ministry coordinator, Katie Rose Boudet, talk about this week's sermon and apply it to our day-to-day. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you next time.